Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Coming down the aisle, it's time to farm. Who the hell are you to tell the top What's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with... Katie Dirks. Katie Dirks. What up, Katie? How are you? I'm good. I feel like we haven't talked in three weeks, but it's been the standard amount of time since we last talked. It's because everything happened in professional wrestling over the course <laughs> of the last seven days. Both, That's absolutely true. Both tragic with the passing of Hannah Kimura, which we're going to talk about. I know, Katie, you have some inside stories and some insight into Hannah. And also, we're going to talk about what happened at AEW, double or nothing. Correction, Mike Tyson was not the referee, but... He is. He has an increasingly important storyline. So you know what? I'm going to say half wrong, half classic Kissel. He was there. He was there. So we are going to talk about <laughs> what's going on with Mike Tyson in the AEW. He's back in the squared circle, looking more tired than ever, but also still dangerous. I don't know why. If For those that watch Double or Nothing, if you haven't, just get it. It is so worth it. They nailed it without a crowd or without a large crowd anyway. They absolutely exceeded expectations, which is difficult to do because as we talked about last week, the expectations were pretty freaking high. Yeah, this was a this was a, a pay-per-view uh, outside of pan- the pandemic realm would have been a fantastic pay-per-view Just yes. without the pandemic even asterisks on it like it was so good it was so much fun it was so much fun it was just fun it was so much fun which is exactly what the american people need right now something that is goofy and fun i speak with dan soder about that on this week's last podcast show the last podcast network show the lpn show so make sure to check out that episode if you get a chance my only criticism of Mr. Mike Tyson when it comes to his performance, air quotes performance, at Double or Nothing. Maybe this is the fault of the director, but at one point, for some reason, they're like, cut to Mike, cut to Mike. Mid-yawn. Not just a mini-yawn, not just like, oh, man, you know, I'm feeling a little bit sleepy. He may have well have had a leaf blowing up and down exiting and entering his mouth he looked as if he was more asleep than a child after reading 50 bedtime stories and taking a full bottle of triamedic he looked like he was so damn bored and i'm like mike 
what are you doing? And also, director, maybe see when the lion is roaring inside of the jungle and cut <laughs> not to him. Cut to anyone else other than a yawning Mike Tyson. That's my only <laughs> criticism of the entire thing. That's fantastic that you said that because I absolutely loved it because I think the best thing about having Mike Tyson involved in anything is there's always going to be an underlying uncertainty of what he is about to do or say. You can you can prep him, you can direct him, you can script him as much as humanly possible, sure. but there is a nine times out of ten there he is going to do something that you are not expecting. He's just going to take the wheel. Yes, but... But Katie, this is the difference between a 53-year-old Mike Tyson and then Tyson in his late 20s, maybe early 30s, when he was biting off ears. And you're like, didn't see that coming. Now, he's just taking codeine and falling asleep on the sidelines. Although, he did get energized immediately after that. I think someone got into his ear and then was like, Mike, these cameras are on. You are on the camera. <laughs> I just, or, or... He knew the camera was on him, and he thought it would be funny to yawn. I don't know what the pigeon lover thinks. All I know is he's the baddest man in the world, and he is back into the ring. So we're going to break down Double or Nothing. Also, we what day it wasn't, it was not Rusev Day. So I'm sure you already know who the surprise guest is, but we're going to talk a little bit more about him as well. Katie has some insight into him. Uh, his name is Brian Cage. He is, I don't think I'm speaking out of line here. He's real strong. He's a big guy. He's, and he's uh, he scares me. He's a beast. He's almost too big. I don't like that size. I feel like it's not realistic. He looks like the kind of guy who, I don't want to criticize the size of his testicles. But they seem easy, to be inverted. Easy. I think he easy has inverted testicles. There's no way he's not heavily juiced. He's huge. Easy. I can't say whether he's juiced or not. I have no idea. But no, and by I, the looks of him. He is. I'm going to say he's a real Capri son. That's all I'm going to say. A, he might be full of a juice. Chemical imbalance. But of course, it would be great to have Mr. Cage on the uh, on the show. So I'm not going to criticize his testicles. And that's why I didn't. That's why I said I was not going to say his testicles are inverted inside of his body on mm -hmm. account of all the steroids. I don't believe that to be true. So he's welcome anytime. <laughs> it was just not Rusev Day. And that was my prediction. And that, I believe that was your hope as well. And so we did not win in the world that I mean, thankfully, we're not keeping score. That's that's all I'm going to say on that. Oh, yeah. No, we're WWE-ing this uh, record for sure. Yeah. This is not an AEW record. We are. This is a this is a WWE record. Did I'm it happen? Did, did Aleister Black and Rey Mysterio die? No. And did, were we wrong? <laughs> nah. Nah. See how easy <laughs> that is? Nah. Whatever. So <laughs> let's talk a little bit more about what's going on with Mike Tyson before we get into all of that. Um, so Mike Tyson is now officially involved in a storyline going against Le Champion, Chris Jericho. The inner circle in the elite match at Double or Nothing was so much fun. Mike Tyson, he was on Dynamite last night uh, or this past Wednesday. He confronted uh, Jericho with a dude that we all know, Henry Sajudo. And it looks like they're going to have a little bit of a lengthy storyline going here. It's not just going to be a one yawn off. It'll be multiple, hopefully, less yawns 
More yells. I mean, yeah, no, this looks like this is they're setting up for a for a storyline to pay off at an upcoming pay per view, whether it's Fighter Fest or um, All Out in September. So I think that'll be super fun. But this is not even the first time that Tyson and Jericho have been together. Ten years ago, the WWE had the baddest man on the planet turn on Chris Jericho. He knocked him out ten years ago. Perhaps Jericho has some unfinished business. We'll see what he can do to Iron Mike Tyson round two. I like that they're playing this story back. Yeah, why not? This was... 2010 was kind of in, well, I was deep in the Arctic in 2010, so I was not paying attention to wrestling at all during this phase. What were you doing? Um, you were a serial killer or something? What were you doing deep in the Arctic? I was working I was working out for Discovery Channel on like some of their adventure shows. What was, was it like called? Like Barrow, Alaska. It was, was it the Alaskan, what was that called? Like a, Alaskan Stepchild? What was the name of that show? Uh, Alaskan, <laughs> Alaskan, Alaskan Bush, uh, Alaskan Bush family or Bush people or something like that. No, I was on, uh, I was on Ice Road Truckers and then I was on a handful of other shows in the Arctic. I was up there for like five years. Damn, Katie. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. Yeah, man, Ice survival is my thing. Well, I mean, we, we're we going to have some death to talk about here as well. A very sad death. 22-year-old Hannah Camaro, which we're going to talk about here in a moment. But I know Ice Road Truckers, dangerous-ass job. And I know for a fact someone died on that set. Yeah, there was somebody that died. I You don't even remember, and you were the producer. That's how bad of a producer I am. <laughs> Uh, oh, I think I know what you're. I think I know what you're. Yeah, the person that died when trucking on ice. I don't even know why they do it. I mean, well, I did seasons. I did seasons like one through four. Like I, I was in the. I was in. Oh, I'm OG. They're on season like twenty now. I'm OG Ice Roads. Oh my goodness. Well, either way, I'd say go on the go on the non ice roads. Non ice road truckers. I also flew bush pilots, bush planes, up there. I don't Flying even want to know the amount of bush in Alaska. I would assume <laughs> it's quite furled, full of dust, both natural and unnatural. All right. So, AEW, going with Mike Tyson. We will see where that story goes. I'm excited for it. And we'll see if the 53-year-old versus the 49-year-old can hold up to what they were doing 10 years ago. At this point, they've given me no reason to doubt him, so. Have you seen Mike Tyson, his, like, training videos? Motherfucker can still move. Like, not just move, but I, like, I was just watching it. I just watched back uh, Wednesday night's show, and he's, I think he looks good. You say he's tired. He looks great. I think he looks phenomenal. I only said he was tired because he was openly yawning <laughs> on television. I didn't say he was tired because he's not physically jacked and fast <laughs> as hell. I'm not messing with him. I would try to, I would say, do you, would you like a hug? Would you not? What do you want, Mike? I will do whatever you need. I'm not going to get knocked. The thing about Tyson is he knocks you out before you even know he threw a punch. So yeah. I'm just on the I'm on the ground. I'm six foot seven, three hundred pounds on the ground. I wouldn't I wouldn't know what happened. I would be more tired than he was watching a wrestling match. <laughs> I'm excited for that. It, sh- it should be noted though, the belt that they currently have, the TNT belt, the oh red belt, the championship belt, the ugly, atrocious belt. Let's talk about um, it. Um when when Mike brought it out, everyone collectively went, 
what the fuck is that belt? It looks like they just sharpied TNT onto like a blank belt. It Yo, is a temporary belt. It is, is not it? a it is a temporary belt. They couldn't get their actual belt ordered in time due what? to the everything that's going on. Yeah. It is a temporary belt. It's a temp belt. This is a perfect jump in. Let's start talking double or nothing. Obviously, Cody versus the Murder Hawk Monster, one of my favorite names in the history of professional wrestling versus Lance Archer. So Tyson brings it out. This is the match, obviously, Tyson was sitting ringside at, which is the match he was not the referee of. So I'm sorry. I did make a mistake there once again. However, I was correct that Arn Anderson and Jake the Snake got into a small scuffle. Old man yeah. fight. I mean, yeah. they didn't really get physical with each other, but they were yelling. They can't. Yeah, <laughs> you know? they were they were pointing and yelling. Otherwise, they wouldn't. They didn't want to get their guys disqualified. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. They, they did not. And they did a classic old man bar fight where neither of them wanted to fight because they got grandkids to think about. Uh, so they yeah. were escorted out of the arena, out uh, away from the ring, and obviously, Cody pulled off the victory over Lance Archer. Big deal cool i personally would like to have seen lance archer win the one thing about cody winning you do kind of get the sense he's in charge of the company it feels and i maybe this is going to be out of line it Ooh. feels a little bischoffy i don't like it when the <gasps> man behind the scenes also becomes the champion Bischoff, Ooh. who did actually become the champion at one point, I believe, which totally disgraced the WCW championship belt. I just, no matter what, I don't like nepotism, and I'm not, I'm not saying that well, Cody hasn't earned every single thing. All of wrestling is nepotism. Not all of it. Stone Cold. 90% of wrestling is nepotism. Well, I focus on the 10% of, of true fighters who got there by their own strength, willpower, and fortitude, not people that were given a chance by their family. Cody worked his ass off. He has been in the business for a long freaking time, probably since he was inside of his mother. Mm -hmm. I still don't love seeing the legacy win. I just never have. I never will. I don't know why. He earned it. He was a great, great match. Um, But it felt a little bit like yeah, I guess that's what happens when you sign the paycheck. You also get the belt. My argument for for Cody winning is he is he's become kind he's become one of the predominant faces of AEW. Um, he, I don't think that Lance is a strong enough champion yet. He's not well he's not well known enough yet. They're still building him as this dominant heel. Right. So we'll see where that goes. But I think that with Cody winning and and I agree, there's every time I see Cody do something either involving a championship match or a championship belt or anything kind of headlining, right. I kind of go, oh, I hope he can do it. And yeah. I shouldn't be doing that because I just watched the promo that he cut on Wednesday night and it is fucking good. He is like, amazing. The kid. The kid has grown so much as a wrestler and so much as a performer. And yes, the the Rhodes family is notoriously difficult to deal with. But oh, yeah. he's really 
changing the game and he still has a chip on his shoulder and he still has shit to prove. So I shouldn't really think like, oh, I hope he can do it. Like he can do it. He's becoming a really good champion. He's come a long way since Vince pigeonholed him as Stardust, yeah. which was basically a gold dust knockoff. I'm with you. I would like to see Cody brand himself as an underdog. And I know that that would not be accurate. But for me, you let Lance Archer win. Now we can have a great storyline where Cody has to fight his ass off to get a shot at the championship. Mm -hmm. I like to see the Rhodes family. My favorite storyline for the entire Rhodes family is seeing them struggle. It's the American dream, baby. Yeah. Of course. That was Dusty Rhodes' whole thing, was the working man, the struggle. Yeah. And it's hard for me to get the struggle when the boss gives himself the strap. That's the only angle that I would be slightly critical of. However, great match. Cody earned every second of it. Lance Archer has been pulling his weight in spades. He looks great. Uh, I love the addition of Jake the Snake, kind of another Second life, that man is beyond cat lives at this point. Should have been dead hundreds of times, most likely, in some seedy-ass hotel. None of us would have been surprised over the past 30 years to find out Jake the Snake died on a toilet. Like, none of us would have been like, oh, yeah, of course. He has, like, That's a Mick Jagger thing going. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, yes, he does have the Mick Jagger thing going, minus... <laughs> Minus the sex appeal that I guess Mick Minus Jagger still has. Minus the rock star element, yeah. You know. I mean, you know. <laughs> he has the drug habits of a rock star and, yeah. you know, the uh, the sadness of a wrestler. It's perfect. It checks out. Cody won the championship, TNT championship belt. So let's talk about this belt. This was openly mocked as soon as anyone saw it. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was not made of leather. Looked like it was gonna fall apart at any moment. Looked like a uh, looks like a belt that you would give your nephew that you bought off at WWE.com. So yeah. you're telling me after they've been pushing this tournament, the tournament itself was about a month and a half. And they had two weeks on. They had about two months. They didn't. I don't understand. It got lost in the mail. It fell off a truck. What happened to the championship belt? Something about COVID. Um, either the company that makes the belts was shut down or they couldn't get it in time. They got to uh, find, go to, you know what they did when uh, when Kane had to get his mask for the WWE? You know, they went to a sex shop because that was the only place to get that good leather. Oh so this, it, literally, it's a sex, sex shop. It's a bondage company. This shop. is true. A bondage company in New York is still the ones that make Kane's mask. It's all <laughs> like incredible. It's like studded leather belts and things. And then it's like, oh, we got to work on Kane's masks. Don't forget that as, uh, you know, do that right after you work on the leather nipple clamps or whatever the hell they're making over there in more power to them. I feel like they could have found they, they're in Florida. You tell me the capital of kink that is Florida, a, 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 a state shaped like a dick. They can't find anything. They can't find anyone to make a championship belt. I mean, no. <laughs> I guess not. That was. I was I just mean, like, what is that yeah. thing? It came out like, and I was like, I was trying to rationalize it in my head. My initial reaction was like, oh, all this time, and that's the belt. It's nasty. Uh, it's it was the stupid. dumbest belt I have ever seen. It's a stupid. It looks. It just looks generic. And then, luckily, uh, Jr. explained 
This is not the actual belt. This is a temp placeholder belt until we get the actual belt. I will say the side plates on the belt look cool. The like, but the, wow, the you are, actual... you're going to pull a muscle reaching like that. I really I'm trying to be positive <laughs> about it. It's not a good belt. It's just like it's it's a you. replica. It looks like a replica. Looks like they belt. got the damn thing out of a cereal box. It does. It, <laughs> and, and like it was, I felt bad because I was like, oh god, now we have to pretend like I know this is a symbolic belt, but like, yeah, you know, just celebrate the win. You don't have to kiss the belt. It's not the real one. Yeah, that's true. I suppose. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, let's talk about another great match that I absolutely loved. This is between two people that Katie and I both are huge fans of. I think you know who I'm talking about. MJF and Jungle Boy. These, man, Jungle Boy is burrowing a hole in my heart like a little gopher. And I love him. And now that I know he's Luke Perry's son... 90210. Uh, emphasize on the 10 because that man is a 10. That weird little guy, although I think he's not, he's about 5'10. He's not super tiny. No, he's, he's, a, he's, he's tall. In, in, I mean, just in, in the world of pro wrestling, you're like, who is that little baby? But this match, I mean, again, I feel like they went all in, uh, not to use a, a, a casino pun, but they just totally. Utterly crushed it. They are a perfect match. Um, and I feel like this is going to be like this could be a rivalry that goes on for ten years. This could easily yes. be a Ricky Steamboat, Ric Flair rivalry, in my yes. opinion. Like it's so they are a perfect match technically. Yeah. They are a perfect match character wise. They're the same height. Physically, they're a good height. They're yep. also like they can also they're high flyers. They can yep. they can run the game like there's just so many things that can be done with this matchup and i absolutely love it and it makes my heart burst and i love and hate that mjf won <laughs> he's so good uh, but the, the way that he so won so good he's awful the match concluded with a series of roll-ups mjf ended up rolling up uh jungle boy and yeah sometimes the roll-up finish i'm like ah, yeah but this match they were so technically sound throughout I was so like, a roll-up makes sense. Almost like Owen Hart and Brett. I'm like, yeah, I can see it. I can see mm-hmm. Owen rolling up Brett or vice versa. I can see how that's a proper finish. Same thing goes for Jungle Boy and MJF. They're just, for all of the talk and for all of the pompous attitude that MJF puts forth, his in-ring abilities are it's just so good. so good, so solid. It really pushes him over. And I think that's a tough combo. Because you see this all the time where someone's great on the mic, not so good in the ring, Mm -hmm. especially sometimes with the characters that are supposed to be a little bit more assholey, a little bit more Mm -hmm. aggressive, a little bit more cocky, a little bit more jocular. Sometimes they can't pull it off in the ring technically and they rely solely on the attitude. But man, MJF, you got to you got to give him credit. Yeah, he's so and he's so hateable. Oh, my God. I hate him. And I love that. I, I love that. I hate him. He looks like the kind of guy, he does look like the kind of guy who just takes the worst opinion on every story. Yes. I just want- Worst opinion on every story, and the loud guy in the bar that doesn't shut the fuck up. Dare I say he's probably a Patriots fan, although the Patriots don't have the same heat as they did, because of course, Tom Brady is now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. What? (laughs) Take that, Boston. 
Oh, so what a solid Brady's ass Brady's coming home. Brady's coming home. Uh, Jungle Boy, a, another just perfect mix of high flying action, in ring technical ability, and again, Luke Perry. That sperm did him some good because he is he is <laughs> adorbs. Adorable. <laughs> he he does have a cute little puppy face. He, he really is, does. He's precious. I do think one of the things that I that I also like about this is that. You this is a stand this is a good standalone match. You can yes. you can take this match out and show it to the people that have never watched wrestling ever. Absolutely. And say watch this and they will understand the story and they will under you could watch it on mute and they will still understand what's yes. going on. And Absolutely. I think that's one of the things that makes this that makes this match stand apart from some of the other matches even on the on this card. Absolutely. Totally agree. When it comes to the term babyface Put a picture of Jungle Boy right there. He's he, he is a he is a baby face in every sense of the word. And kind of going back to what I was talking about with Cody, love an underdog. Jungle Boy will never be. He will never be the pers- uh, assumed winner of anything. No. Even no. though he is a he is a good size, um, and he's he's ripped as hell. But he's he's oh whenever he wins, and I guarantee you he's gonna get a chip. He's gonna get a title at some point. People are going to freak. I want crowds to be there because it'll be very similar to Kofi. Oh it'll will, be like when I Kofi got it. I will, I will yeah. absolutely cry. I will cry when he gets a title shot or a belt or anything. He did just win the Royal Rumble that was on uh, Dynamite. Yes. So, so we'll they are see. putting him we'll over. see where we go from there. That's what I love about AEW. They don't just look at t-shirt sales when it comes to like who's great. They really seem to be invested in in-ring ability. And that's why Jungle Boy is getting a push, and he deserves all of the momentum behind that push. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. All right, let's move on to Penelope Ford and one of my favorite female wrestlers out there, the alien, Chris Statlander. So we talked about this last week. It appears the injury was a bit serious when it comes to uh, Statlander's, who the opponent was supposed to be. Of course, her opponent was supposed to be doctor. I mean, let's be honest, dentist. Britt Baker. I can't deal with all this doctors. Like, if you're on an airplane, and but the knee injury was serious for Britt Baker. If you're on an airplane, some dude's having a heart attack, and the steward is like, is there a doctor in the house? And a fucking dentist raises their hand? You, what, what are you going to do? You're a dentist. And I'm not criticizing all dentists. I'm just like, this term doctor seems to be stretched a little thin. I mean, look, 
I don't, I'm not going to hate on a dentist. I don't know what else they studied in school. I didn't go to dental school. Maybe they it's study knee replacements. I have they no idea. They don't know anything about the heart. I mean, what? Don't you get like a, don't you get like an overall checklist of like, hey, here's the minimum requirement for other things you should know if you have you, doctor in your title. You don't play basketball if you're in bowling class. You just, they, they look at teeth. They look at grills and they try to figure <laughs> out how to mess them up or fix them. I don't know what the hell they do. Doctor if they're oh, lucky ahead. they can get a job as a doctor in the movie hostel pulling out teeth or maybe they can work at gitmo or something i don't Damn. know what a dentist That's does fair. but this dentist didn't do much this dentist did not do much she was at home nursing her knee so penelope ford was her replacement now of mm -hmm. course because of that i give this match a little bit of room to be not perfect and that room was needed. It was not a perfect match. I don't yeah. think they had a lot of time. There wasn't uh, to to work together. Um, Chris Statlander obviously beating Penelope Ford. But, you know, I mean, they, they did what they could do. And, and I feel like, um, you know, Ford finished, uh, or Statlander rather, rather uh, beat Ford by using the Big Bang Theory, which is a TV show I hate, but that is okay. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I think this this match, I look, they're 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 I can't wrestle. So they're better than me. They are uh, better than me but, as well. Uh, Chris Statlander is still very green as a technical wrestler. And yeah. sometimes she she sometimes when she moves and she does some of these big these high risk maneuvers, my heart fucking stops because they did one dive out of the ring. Where Penelope hit her head on the uh, on the on the guardrail railing, yep. the guardrail, uh, and it, was it just no one looked like they fell properly. Everything right. was off by just a hair, and I think that requires timing and practice. And Chris Allen, as a wrestler, is still very green. She came straight from the Indies. She's still young and green mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, to do some of these high risk moves. And she's a big girl. Like she's fucking. She's a she's a she's a truck. So some of these power moves are awesome on her, and yeah. she will be doing them great down the line. But sometimes when I see her do some of these moves, my heart skips a little bit because I just don't want to see anyone get hurt unnecessarily. I'm like, with you. But of course, ooh. we all want to see people get hurt necessarily. That is, if, <laughs> if it's a cool enough move, I will be like, thank you if for you breaking know. your ribs for me, Mr. Hardy. Uh, don't, no, no, just don't get hurt. <laughs> Look at you. You want everything. You can't eat cake without getting a little fat, Katie. You can't watch wrestling without knowing they're going to get slightly hurt. And it's just for us, so we have to say thank you. I know, but just don't hurt yourselves too bad. Speaking of hurt, a bit <laughs> off subject, adjacent, obviously, when it comes to pro wrestling and women, Nia Jackson, a little bit of heat once again. Ooh. Apparently, uh, there was a filmed segment that will be on next week's Raw it was, yes. uh, who did she beat up? Was it Hyrie Singh? Ky Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane, yes. Or Kyrie Sane, I'm sorry. So Kyrie Sane, she was uh, backstage. There's a big feud going on right now with Nia Jackson, Asuka, which I'm all in for. I think that could actually be a solid-ass match. Asuka's dope. Super fun. Yeah. You know, and but we'll see. Obviously, Nia Jax has a history of being a little heavy-handed with the fists Ugh. and a little heavy-handed with stiff. the with the throws. She's a little stiff, a little Vader-esque. Again, as we've talked about previously, I think there are a lot of white knights trying to defend women and be like, Naya, she's like, men have been stiff 
look at Bradshaw's yeah. entire career. I, I mean, agree with you here. You know, yeah. people people wrestle differently, differently, and Nia's a freaking beast. Yeah, and she hits hard. And she hits I think, hard. I don't think she's learned. I don't think she's obviously been wrestling for a long time. But she's been WWE style wrestling for a long time. If you were to take her out of WWE and put her in the indies, she would fucking hurt everyone she came in contact with because she just hasn't quite learned how to pull her punches without hit, without hurting someone <laughs> yet. She hasn't quite learned the, the 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 ebb and flow of a match. And you know that's a crucial part. I mean, I remember in the Ric Flair documentary, for example, Rick talked about when he was learning how to wrestle. He would put a piece of string, he would tie it to the top of whatever, the, the ceiling of an apartment or the house he was living in, and he would try to punch as, he, as hard as he could without moving the string. To give yeah. the, like, to, so it really looks natural, it looks like a punch, but literally would not move a hanging thread of string. That's what she has to learn. I agree. If you watched Monday Night Raw, you noticed when, uh, when Naya gave... Um, Charlotte Flair, the leg drop. Charlotte put her hands up like <laughs> hardcore. She's like, "It's coming in." Not today. <laughs> no, you ain't you ain't busting these tits again. Okay, these are my <laughs> new ones. I ain't popping these boobies for no one. <laughs> and that I think was indicative. First of all, it made the move not look as good, and it was I think uh, indicative of people in the ring are a bit scared of Naya. Yeah. So what happened here was uh, Sane was playing the recorder in the back, which if you're playing the recorder, you're going to get beat up. Katie and I both agree with that. It's the most annoying yeah, instrument of no. all time. You should you should you deserve a couple punches if you're playing a recorder. Yeah. I don't even care if you're playing it well, like on Venice Beach. You, you should just. Yeah. How could you play? How do you play a recorder? Well, I feel like if you played a recorder around a snake, it would commit suicide. It would not come up and like entertain no. and charm the crowd. It would hang itself. It's, it's the worst instrument ever created. And I don't I'm sorry if that offends some sort of no cultural one, backstory. Who plays the recorder? No, it's a plastic piece Children. of crap. I Children had to it. because I couldn't play any musical instruments and they give all the slow kids the recorder. That's fair. Very sad. You earned it. I know. <laughs> Sane's playing the recorder. Nia Jax comes up to her. Confrontation ensues. Nia throws her against uh it looks to be what? Like a like a merchandise box. Uh, an equipment box, you know, a, a hard box, and uh, Kyrie banged her head. You could see it. It was very hard, and evidently it required multiple stitches. And so Naya's got a, a little bit of heat once again for not being the safest. Again, Bill Goldberg is in the Hall of Fame. That man has ended more careers than drugs. That man has ended more careers than any substance, more careers than freaking tax evasion. You, that dude. You just, you just hate Bill Goldberg. I hate Bill Goldberg, the knockoff <laughs> generic Stone Cold who just did three moves. I mean, my God, if you're watching The Last Ride, we'll get back to AEW Double or Nothing here in a second. But if you're watching The Last Ride on WWE Network, which I highly recommend, have you been watching that, Katie? I've been watching it carry on i've got there's like i watch it with like an asterisk of like mm, produced by wwe <laughs> hey i think i mean i think it's pretty honest i mean you get to see goth undertaker like after no, the I matches yeah, with yeah, yeah. His, no they do with his they eyeshadow do, they do a much better job of admitting their faults and like kind of digging into the realities of and how hard it is to be a wrestler 
for sure. But there are moments where I'm like, mm, how much of this is kayfabe? Well, of course, of course. Yeah, but like this rest. Taker almost began to cry when talking about the match he had with Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. I haven't seen this episode yet. But this I've is the third it. episode. Taker, basically, for those that haven't been watching it, highly recommend get the network just for this series. It's 10 bucks a month. Again. First month is free. First, First month, month is, is free, free, then cancel the damn thing. Set up a burner email. It's so good. <laughs> Taker is trying to find the perfect way to exit, which obviously gets harder when you get older and older mm-hmm. and older. He's chasing the dragon. That match with Goldberg, I think in his mind he had something really spectacular planned. And what happened was one of the worst wrestling matches on any level in the history of professional wrestling. I mean, I do love the idea that you have this legend searching for the perfect exit. And now we're in a (sighs) pandemic. But it doesn't get easier, Katie. Time is not on his side. It reminds me, because you know I like to gamble. It reminds me of when you're at the table and you're down 500, 600, whatever, and you're like, walk away. You should just walk that's away. That's what you're supposed to do. But walk no, away. but you don't, do you? You sit there longer and longer until you're down 1500. And then you're like, you know what? I think I've gotten my ass kicked just enough to go. And I could have saved a grand and he maybe won at roulette. Should have left in Orlando. With that the, was with the, the AJ match. Styles match, uh, Roman. I think Roman Roman Reigns was Orlando. Oh, okay. You're talking about was that Mania? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. 2017. I would even say the last AJ Styles match, the Buried Alive match, the uh, the the Graveyard match. If I'm Taker, what's more perfect than that? You ride off into the sunset. You're on your bike. You have a perfect amalgamation. Of all of your characters come together. You got the biker taker. You got demonic taker. You got uh, undead taker. I just felt like that was so perfect. So I, I wish. Taker, for- needs, taker needs the crowd. Taker needs the drug. The, that's, <sighs> he's, he is addicted. It, he, this is a classic addiction case of like, well, maybe next time it'll be different. Of it's course. It's not going to be different. He needs the crowd he he like there's got to be some sort of psycho and like psychoanalysis on him that like there is an addiction to the adrenaline that you get yes. from a crowd and he's searching for his heyday that he chances are isn't going to get until he accepts the fact that when he he does an entrance and then he hits the, he he hits his finisher and then you're done that's right. all you're, that's all you should get out of an Undertaker match at this point. And I do like that he admits on this documentary that he is well aware of the fact that he is taking someone else's spot on the card. Right. Right. I like that there is there is some self, there is a lot of deep like self-awareness of like I know I'm just trying to get out. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to go out on my terms in his perfect world. But the worst part is, is there isn't a perfect match. There will never be a perfect match. Especially not at this point in your career. It's interesting when you see that he uh, he does get psychoanalysis, but it's from other wrestlers. So Stone Cold, yeah. it's, which is very interesting. The blind leading but, the blind. But it's an interesting insight. Obviously, Stone Cold forced to basically retire early because of the neck. 
Shawn Michaels is super interesting, though, because Undertaker mm-hmm. is talking about how Michaels knew going into his final match it was his final match. They had a great match together. And afterwards, Michael was like, cool, peace. And I'm Taker out. is Until talking. Until Saudi Arabia plays, pays me a couple well, mil to show up. That, those are not. <laughs> that doesn't count. I, don't, I am like a horse. I, blinders. I don't see anything. Yeah. It's like walking by the bedroom and hearing your parents have sex. Fingers are in the ears. I Nothing happened nothing, here. Nothing, I can't be nothing, scarred like that. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. I, Shawn Michaels, the, the, the last match he ever had, he had hair. Bald Michaels does not, I don't know. I don't look at bald Michaels. He can be a GM. He should be running the back in, in the back scene, uh, the background of NXT. I don't, bald Michaels makes me feel like we're all, I mean, I know we're all going to die, but my two rules are as soon as Willie Nelson dies, I'll believe in death. And, uh, and that's it, basically. That's my, I guess it's one rule. When Willie I would goes, put, I would put Jake the Snake in the Willie Nelson category. Jake the Snake is okay. So if Jake dies, I'll also believe that death is a real thing. But until then, no can do. But looking at Michael's bald head just reminds me that time is real, and time has passed. It makes me sad. A lot of time has passed for the heartbreak kid. Oh, he goodness. still looks good though. I still. Oh, think he's he looks ja- good. I mean, all he's of these. He's still guys. a heartbreaker. Yes. But anyway, if you have not watched the last ride. Check it out. Well, well worth it. Super interesting. And you get to see Mark Calloway be Mark Calloway. I don't know why he wants to wrestle still. Looks like he's got a great life. He lives on a bunch of land. He's got water. He's got a beautiful wife in in, in Miss McCool. It's just like, hang out. I don't understand. Maybe I'm just super lazy, but I'm watching, I'm watching his at-home life, and I'm like, why are you? What? You're leaving. Why would you leave? I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it. Just walk. Just enjoy. Hey, man, you were at the top of your game for so long. You have one of the most memorable, if not the most memorable, entrance of all time. No one's gonna forget you. You've Never. made your mark. Like d- you, you're done, bruh. You're done. Enjoy it. Enjoy In- your life. Enjoy your 15-year uh, endless WWE contract where they just keep you on retainer so you don't go to WW- AEW. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy it. You're getting paid to do nothing. I love it. All right. Let's go back to AEW's double or nothing. Let's talk the ladder match. Uh, Katie, I want to hear your thoughts. What did you think? Joey Janela, Scorpion Sky, Scorpio Sky, Kazarian, uh, Darby Allin, Luchasaurus, uh, Orange Cassidy, Colt Cabana, Sabian. What did you think? And of course, Brian Cage. What did you think about this match? I like this match. I thought it was super fun. I thought it was a great start to the show. It was a, it's a, it's a great, uh, it was a great opener. It was fun. It was crazy. It was, uh, it was a little chaotic at times. Um, I love that Brian Cage was the entrant, the surprise entrant. You did like that. Okay, so can you tell me because. Yeah. I'm watching it. Obviously, I have my heart set, and I made a mistake. You, you in, want a in, big name. I wanted I a too. big name. I, Brian Cage is a big-ish name in the indies, but I want you to talk to me about him because I don't know much about him other than he is a big, big maid. Um, He's a big boy. I wanted Rusev, and I knew that was not going to happen. Also, Eric Rowan has been released recently by the WWE, so I was like, maybe they got Eric Rowan. Is that because I love that big bastard? Just probably because he has red hair and loves metal, and I follow him on Instagram. Um, 
But what did you think about the surprise entrance of Brian Cage? And why why should we care about him? I think, well, first of all, Brian Cage, if you're not familiar with him, he is in Southern California in Los Angeles. He is a staple in the indies. He's been around for, uh, I would say, seven since 2010. Okay. At the that I remember. Um, and he's just been, he's been an indie guy. He's been P- PWG. He's been a PWG forever. Most recently, for the last couple of years, he was over at Impact, mm-hmm. um, which tied him up. And I and I remember him being released. And I should have. I'm so mad at myself. I should have. Of course, he's going to AEW, but he was in uh, an Impact contract. Okay. So and Damn, that, that contract, sucks for him. Yeah. Well, that contract finished in 2019, and I remember when that contract was up. Everybody and anyone in the Southern California circuit knew like okay he's gonna go to AEW like he's going to finally make the move he's been trying for ever to get into WWE like most people Um, but he just never and I don't understand I will say James and I my husband and I were talking about this I don't understand why he never made it in like at WWE because he has everything that Vince loves he has the look he's a fucking big motherfucker Uh, and he is he is made he is made to wrestle he is made to do two things on this planet either weightlift or wrestle yeah and that is it there's nothing else that he is built to do those two things that was really surprising to hear that because you're right man he is like if vince had a wet dream he would be the star of it he would yeah, be the reason so. that vince wakes up fully uh entrenched in his own excitement i don't know the politics there's obviously politics behind it i'm sure he's had tryouts at wwe um if not multiple um so but he's he's look he's he has earned his he has earned his stripes okay so when he, so when the music hits and we see brian cage i was like ah but you felt a little bit more excitement i was excited for okay. him he has been the one thing like i've i've been in locker rooms with him the craziest thing about brian is he he obviously looks the way he looks he is probably yes. one of the most dedicated person like any any I've never seen anyone any wrestler. He knows every single macro nutrient that's going into his body. He right. knows exactly how many ounces of water he's had for the day and it's a, not even a second thought to him. He carry he brings his food. He j- carries around a giant lunchbox with all of his <laughs> portioned out food and that for the day and that is how he rolls. He Damn. is so dedicated and he is such a hard worker that I can't I'm excited to see him finally land somewhere. I love that he has Taz on his uh, Taz. Yes, is his, Taz as is a great manager. mouthpiece. He's yes. not the gr- he's not the greatest talker on the planet, but he's a fucking beast. So I'm excited to see what I'm excited to see where they go with him. I do like that they broke this match up almost into a Royal Rumble style as far as the yeah. wrestlers coming. I believe it was in two minute increments. Uh, Something like that. I, I thought that was a really fun way to do it. Obviously, having the big surprise entrance of Cage. Now, Cage winning the casino ladder match. Talk about being propelled immediately to the spot that you want to be. Mm-hmm. He'll be going against Cody Rhodes, I believe, now for the TNT Championship, correct? Or was this for the championship proper between Moxley? I believe this was for the championship proper, actually. So he'll be going mm-hmm. against uh, Moxley uh, for the championship belt. So he is immediately into main event status, as Katie was talking about. Seems as if he's been busting his ass 
for many years. So yeah, good for him. I guess I was just a little bit unaware. You wouldn't. I don't think you would know him if you didn't know uh, the WWE Raw Monday Night viewer isn't going to know Brian Cage. Most likely. right, right. Um, he's not a huge name by any means, but I'm excited to see this because he is in the he's in the orbit of the Young Bucks and uh, and the the Southern California tight knit circuit that launched AEW. So I'm excited to see where he goes there. I'm excited. I'm excited that he's finally gotten to a platform where he has a, a larger audience than Impact. Right. Oh, absolutely. And I, I mean, and no offense to Impact, I watch it. It's on the TV, and I flip through the channels. I watch ROH, Impact. There are some great wrestlers in there. So no offense. Yeah. It's just if you have the option between WWE, AEW, or Impact, you want. AEW or WWE. Yeah, they have the money. It is very uh, interesting that Vince took a pass at him. Maybe maybe he was too perfect for Vince, and I have no idea. That's, that's extremely strange, but you never know where the careers are going to end up. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if at some point AEW continues to beat NXT in the ratings, and Vince starts to peel away some of their talent in order to secure Wednesday night supremacy. We shall see. I mean, money talks. Money does indeed talk. Speaking of the Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes beat uh, beat Spears. Good match overall. Uh, Sean Spears obviously challenged Dusty Rhodes the Wednesday before the event. Kind of came out of nowhere because uh, Dustin was supposed to uh, have retired. But as we know, that is never real. I don't it's know why. Can they stop? Bit. Can they just stop? With, just a bit. <laughs> it, can, we, can we just stop with retirement match? I want to. Has anyone actually retired after a reti- after a retirement match? I'm telling anyone. Has anyone? Oh, I guess we just talked about Michaels, but even he came back what? for the thing that we don't talk he about. He yeah. basically retired, though. Maybe he's the closest one. I mean, look, there's been some good there's been some good retirement matches that have gone away when those people have gone away for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, you just don't know when they're going to come back, really, is the... I guess that's... It should be, you don't know when I'm going to come back, match. Yeah, I'm gonna exactly. I'm going to go away for a while, match. But he didn't go away for a while. I don't understand what... Like, the Dustin Rhodes reto- retirement, it was the shortest retirement of all time. It should have been like, I need a vacation I'm gonna match. I'm going to take a nap match. Yes, I'm yeah, taking a, a Mike Tyson match. match. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking a Mike Tyson nap match after this, and yeah. then when I wake up, I'll be back. So a, a, a strong performance, not the greatest match, not the worst it's match. Fun. I thought it was good for Spears. and It was a good mid-card match. Absolutely. And that is a testament to this entire pay-per-view. I thought the mid-card matches were great. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today.
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Uh, this next match, just above a mid-card match, uh, it was for the women's championship title. I thought this match was absolutely incredible. Uh, and also, a hell of an upset. This is a no-disqualification match for the AEW's women's title. Hakura Shida versus Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose, of course, I'm going to say kind of the rich man's Nia Jax in the sense that she doesn't hurt people, she knows how to move, and she's huge. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's definitely compared to Nia Jax, absolutely. And I'm sure, I mean, we, yeah, no, we kind of have to make those. You have, I mean, we have to make those comparisons, right? I mean, I think they're probably the two biggest. Maybe Ring of Honor uh, has a larger lady, and I'm blanking on her name, uh, but they're the two biggest in the in the brands. Nyla yeah, and Nia. in the major brands, absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure, they're um, powerhouses. And Sheeta was able to defeat Rose. Really pretty stunning, and I love the way that she did it. Just yeah. one calling, Babe Ruth, calling your home run, pointing pointing to the parking lot. She yep. whacked Nyla so freaking hard with a kendo stick. You can't make that shit up. Yo, that was a, that was a strong kendo stick as well. That thing was tied together tight. She yeah. whacked her so damn hard. Oh, she has to have a small concussion. And I loved the simplicity of the victory for Sheeta because she just freaking hit her in the head. And then it's like, yeah. all right, that'll do it. And it was such a good match. It was a good match because, like I, I think I said this before, technical skill level, uh, Sheeta is a much better wrestler. She can, she has a, she has more skills or wider skill set than, uh, I was almost going to say Nia Jax, the Nyla Rose. Right. Um, and and Nyla Rose is just, she's good. Mm -hmm. She's still green. She's another still, she's still green. Um, but she's good. And she does that, can just make her that much better. So I think that's what really elevated this match is Sheeta knows how to make uh, uh, Nyla look good. Yes. And that's what made this really blew this match out. Do you think uh, the passing of Hannah Kamira changed the outcome of this match obviously they had wrestled together uh, it was mentioned during the match uh, we have a surprise segment coming back here uh, that miss kamira will be playing a part of here in just a moment but do you feel like they may have given the title uh to Sheeta as sort of a i don't know in memory of I don't th I don't think that that was initially the plan but I do think that the current the the uh Hanakamura events just made it that much more important yeah. um, for Sheeta. So I think, so, uh, you know, I it, I don't it, think that they changed, I don't think they changed the, the outcome okay. because of that. But I do think that it weighed heavier when she won. I think it really did make for a touching moment. And there is something about the Japanese wrestlers that have come to the States the amount of talent that they are they are raising the bar and thank god for them because they are making the women's division 
really absolutely incredible not the same i women wrestling i love it i love it because it's they they're not trying to be the same they're not going yeah. to be the size of brian cage yeah but it's just it's it's an exciting different kind of wrestling that when perfected i mean as we're seeing with oscar as we saw with sheeta I think it. Mm-hmm. I think it's super exciting and definitely on the same level of excitement as the dudes. And I think that Stardom, the Japanese women's promotion, yeah. has been uh, similar to a New Japan, where like uh-huh. the women that come out of Stardom are so talented and so and and understand not just ta- skill set talented, understand the business on a more nuanced level and have like a, a greater respect for tradition. And uh, and their partners, and yeah. it's not it's not the American style that is very self centered. That's like I'm going to be on. I I want to do WWE. I want a headline. I want yes, of right. course, everyone wants to headline. But there's something deeper about the relationship that stardom wrestlers have in ring and even in the locker room than American wrestlers do. Yeah. And like as far as the women's division, so I think yeah. once you go through stardom. As a female wrestler, there you you learn it's a whole different ball game when you come out. Right. So I think that's that's what you're seeing, especially with the news of uh, Hanukkah Mora. It's it's not just women's wrestling or girls girls playing wrestler. It's right. more than that. It is it is a it's a it's a it's a sorority that's so deep and entrenched in tradition. And if you want to watch uh, a great docu series again. Watch the FCW documentary. It's basically the precursor to WWE. It's a lot of the superstars you've come to know and NXT, love. yeah. Uh, NXT, yes. But then, of course, we have like Seth Rollins and, and Big E. Like, oh, yeah, there yeah, was yeah. A lot All of, the big card Yes, it was, it was the precursor to NXT. And then, obviously, NXT, uh, the great farm league for the WWE. Um, but they talk a lot about that. Don't be – don't – uh, act like the character, be the character, and it's it's hard to get that through your head, especially when you're performing. You're like, I am acting like I'm a pimp. I am doing it. Like I am acting like I'm I'm a dead person. And it's like, no, you gotta mm. you gotta be it. And it's a hard thing. It. You gotta believe it. You have to live it. You know. Uh, and it's a really hard thing to learn. And it's one of those things that you can only uh learn through time it just takes time that's why it's like you know sometimes people will ask for advice as far as like podcasts or radio or whatever and it's like i can only give you so much the only advice i have is surround yourself with positive people and people that you that inspire you and people you can trust and other than that give yourself 10 years i don't know like it's not you know there's a few things you can teach but other than that it's it's up to that person to either kind of get it or not get it and there's only so much you can do, but the uh, yeah the stardom, that brand, thank God for it because we're reaping the rewards over here yeah. in America. All right, let's talk about the AEW Heavyweight Championship match: John Moxley versus Brody Lee. What a freaking kick-ass match! They broke the goddamn oh entrance. God. I loved it. I had no idea that Brody could move like that. Brody is finally getting the chance to spread his wings like the eagle that he has always been. He was clipped by Vince, and now he's flying too close to the sun. In this case, that sun is John Moxley, who, as we mentioned, retains the championship belt, defeating Brody Lee. But damn, this match was so awesome. This was one of the only times in the pay-per-view that I was 
desperately wishing there was a huge crowd because yeah. the pop when they went through the entrance ramp would oh have God. been astronomical. My my heart stopped. I was like, holy shit, I hope they didn't like hit their head on the... Like it looked like they came mighty fucking close to yeah, hitting they did. like Moxley like hit the bat like the little the little I don't know, little thing in the back of your head. I was like, holy shit. Um but the other thing that I do love about this is I love that um well one of the quotes that Excalibur had was watching this match is like is watching a refrigerator running down a staircase and it is the perfect quote that totally, is exactly what this is yeah. there's two refrigerators being pushed downhill and they're unstoppable oh dude that's such i didn't even catch that quote that's perfect uh so Brody lee he went through again the entrance wrap he was hit with a paradigm shift which for those that don't know that's the dirty deeds basically double arm ddt um Mm-hmm. But the way that Mox sells it, it's it's so great to see wrestlers. He's a great champion. Yeah, he's an awesome champion. People say that I look like him. If I was in shape, maybe I would. I could see that. It's pretty, yeah. pretty cool. He's a hot hunk of a guy. Just ask Renee Young. <laughs> um, so he hits it. They go through the ring. Everyone's like, what the hell? JR's classic JR. I love JR concerned. That is my favorite JR. When you oh, yeah. when you can tell he's like, oh, I really hope they're not injured, but I also have to talk about how kick ass that was. Like <laughs> that's perfect, Jr. Yeah, so good. It was just such a fun. It was a. It was a. It surprised me. I was surprised by this match. I was pleasantly surprised by this match. Yeah. I didn't think it wasn't going to be good. I just didn't have very high expectations because I I wasn't because I haven't seen what Brody can do. He yeah. hasn't really done much. Um, but now he now I will only refer to him as a refrigerator flying down the staircase. <laughs> I totally agree because you also have two bigger dudes. Sometimes two bigger guys they can get a little slow paced. This was fast paced all the way, and because of that fast paced movement, again it made for a great conclusion. Similar to Sheeta, just jacking uh, Nyla with the with the kendo stick. This ended in what looked to be an authentic fashion with Moxley just straight up rear naked choking out Brody Lee. Like he just got him in a chokehold mm-hmm. and Brody was out. And I was like, all right, I can see it. Cool. It checks yeah, out. Checks yeah, out. Yeah, it all works. I can see that. Yeah. It's over. Also, when it comes to actual fighting, apparently John Moxley is in a new movie that also stars um, cage fighter Chuck Liddell. For those that don't know Chuck Liddell, the Iceman, uh, that dude's a beast. And this is what he had to say about John Moxley when it comes to if he would enter the octagon. He says, "I didn't see, uh, I didn't get to see him do any bag work, which of course means you know punching the bag, uh, not not working at the deli. Uh, just seeing him moving around and punching around the ring. He's probably not going to fight Josh Barnett anytime soon. That's a great uh, a professional fighter, but he's an athlete and he is very professional. If you're an athlete and have gotten, and if you're if you're an athlete and have got a chin." With time, I could teach him how to fight, but you've got to take that time to do it. you got to take the time to do that. And I don't think Moxley has enough time to enter the octagon. And for his sake, we don't need to see a CM Punk moment with Mox. He's Just good. keep it as it is, right? We're good. We're good. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it where he's he's in a good spot. He doesn't need to go anywhere. No, no. That was... Okay, again, and I hate to be this guy, but with CM Punk... I, I I have been watching some old because I talked about this last week. I was like, I didn't really see him oh, in his yeah. prime. So I have watched a few matches. I get it. He was a great wrestler. 
super fun. Um, but man, those UFC, like, he basically got into the fetal position. <laughs> yeah. It's what I would have done. Not, I'm not even saying, I would have fought the great. exact same way that CM Punk did. I'd be like, oh, I thought and we were joking, came, sir. Yeah, and I think, that's, I think that his move to UFC came from a dark place. Like, he wanted revenge, and doing anything out of revenge only to a certain, is only going to help you to a certain extent. Like he he had a very I think that all that whole phase seemed to come from a very dark yes, place. It did. Dark, very burned place. <laughs> all right, before we get to discussing Miss Kimura, um, obviously an extremely sad story. Let's talk about the main event. I know it's amazing to think that we haven't gotten to the main event yet. That's how stacked this card was. That's how we've had two championship insane. matches, the AEW TNT championship match, and now it's time to talk. The stadium stampede, which, again, small correction, I thought there was going to be two rings on the 50-yard line. I swear to God JR said that, or Shivani said that, but I think maybe they were just saying there's going to be two rings total, so I'm going to give myself another 50-50, half wrong, half Kissel. There was one ring on the 50-yard line. This match was everything a young boy, young girl could dream of. I mean... If you if if you're an AEW hater, I would say just turn your brain off. Turn it off and pretend. Turn, turn it, it off. It off. Just turn your brain Click. off. Turn it off and and find this match somewhere. I don't know where you. Can, I think you can find it on. You can probably find it on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, I'm sure you can. Probably find it, it on or something like Nature that. Report. Yeah, you can find it. It is so fucking fun and so dumb. And so funny, and so good. So good. Everything about it is just—it's a—it's a romp. All right, that's what I'm gonna call it. It's a it romp. is a straight up romp. So this match saw the elite going against the inner circle. The elite—that's uh, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Matt Hardy, and the newly resurfaced Hangman Page. The inner circle. If you don't know, now you're going to know. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, who is quickly becoming one of my favorites. Dude is hilarious. Unbelievable wrestler. Another staple. He can take a beating as well. Sammy Guevara, Santana Ortiz, and Jake Hager. What I loved about this match, it sort of mixed in a little bit of that Money in the Bank scripting. For example... Hangman Page and Jake Hager. When they went into the bar, they took a shot of whiskey. Hangman Page gets Did sweeped the, across the yep. bar like it's a classic Roadhouse movie. Uh, yep. Obviously uh, pre-taped on in that uh, front. Matt Hardy at one point is being dunked underwater um, into the fountain. This, this was amazing. That's That segment, <laughs> Matt Hardy changing characters underwater <laughs> with Santana and Ortiz is maybe one of my favorite things I've ever witnessed. Uh, I don't, I mean, I, I, that's what it is. He, there's, if you're not familiar with Jaguar Stadium, they have a pool. Yes. Um, cause it's, Which I don't know Florida. why. So kids Florida. can go swim in there and take a piss while watching the football game? I don't get it. Well, no, it's like it's where they put the pretty people. Oh, like, stop! It's so you could you could make sit. the cut. I'll be I'll be in the nosebleeds as always. I'll be the pregnant pretty person up there. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm swimming for two. Then you could have a water um, birth right there on television. That would really. There we go. Let's make it interesting. <laughs> Florida, although who's to say they haven't already done it? <laughs> I'm sure someone's had a water impregnation at the very least. One hundred percent. 
It was it's such a fun segment. I, I was so excited to I was like, wait, what? Of course they have to go in the pool. Uh, oh, wait, they're actually going in the pool. Oh, wait, now they're creating story in the yes. pool. This is hilarious. Dude, it was so freaking funny. Uh, the elite ended up defeating the inner circle. Um, I'm forgetting. I believe it was Sammy who did the flip. Or was that Kenny who did the flip off of the, uh, off of the uh, field goal uh, pole? They did a one-winged angel. Oh, that was, yeah. that was uh, Kenny. I believe Nick went off the field goal post. There were so many high spots yes. in this. So many unique high spots. Nick, I believe Nick went off. Nick went off the the goal post. Uh, Kenny Omega, one winged angel, off of the stands into uh, you know to yes, end the match. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, there's there's been there was high spots all over the stadium. It was so much fucking fun. It was so much fun. We were all screaming. I was on my little. I was having a little Zoom party. Uh, which I can't wait to never say the word Zoom, social distance, or face mask again. That'll be a very, very fun day when we can no longer say those words. Um, But this match delivered. It was brutal. I love the way that Jericho and the inner circle came out. They are so perfectly corny. It is like, it's such a hard thing to do. And Jericho can do this where Yes, they look ridiculous. They came out in full football uniforms, including butt pads. Mm-hmm. But they did not have shoulder yeah. pads. But they had the jersey that no. would have fit a sh- shoulder pad. But it's almost like if you... It's almost like they're making fun of you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it's like they're, Jericho looks like a fool. They're like backhanded bullies. Yes, it, and it's like, oh, I know you're ribbing me. I know you're making fun of me right now. And uh, that yeah. entrance, as soon as that happened... They all met at the 50-yard line, just started a, a great scrum. Whoever was the camera people on this, the cameraman on this, the director, 10 out of 10, completely nailed it. Um, yeah. Massive, massive uh, difficulty because they used the entire freaking stadium, including the bar, was- the pool, behind the scenes, everything. The horse. The I completely horse forgot about the horse. Was incredible. Horse. Guys, there's a horse in this match. Hangman Page. He's a dream come true. He's chasing Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara is just getting hunted by all around. They did a callback to the oh golf God, cart so where Kenny fun. Omega is hanging out the window like he's in a TLC video and he ain't no scrub. You got Matt Hardy driving. I mean, it was it was callbacks. It was new stuff. It was so perfect. I, I you just you can't script any better when it comes to what do we have oh, damn near we have about 10 people wrestling here and to give everyone their moment yeah. everyone got a spot all the high flyers got a high spot clean storylines yes. like it all made sense there was like a clear story throughout that you didn't even know you were following until you got to the end you're like oh that made total sense that, oh this is funny that's the genius of AEW right now i i just they're they just understand it. They understand the game. I love it. They understand the business. They understand the game. And now, and there's, and there seems to be, on the surface, from what we're getting as viewers, there seems to be very to little ego when it comes to satisfying the Absolutely. viewer. This isn't about. This isn't about who is richer or who's been in yep. the business longer. This is about making good television and creating good story. Yep. And it's fucking working. Could not agree with you more. I'm sure there are an immense amount of egos at play. I We've talked. There's a little bit of... There was some rumors of backstage bickering between the Young Bucks, Brandy Rhodes, and Cody Rhodes, and, and Mox, and, uh, and Omega, which 
it's still an artistic business. So there's always going to be. To be expected. Yeah, there's always going to be some differences. But none of those differences have translated to lack of unbelievable performance. And it seems like, and maybe I'm just being naive, it seems like everyone's on the same page. And they're yeah. just all in, you know, they're just all in. Almost like ECW. In the sense, I can see Paul Heyman. Obviously, Paul Heyman is a part of WWE. But if you recall that speech he gave to e to the people of ECW before their first pay-per-view, mm -hmm. where he's like, yeah. we're doing this. We are together. We're a family. We are going to shock the freaking world. I could just see the locker room being together and having maybe Cody or Jericho or Mox or whoever is the whoever is the locker room leader. It could be Luchasaurus. You never know. Um, yeah. But whoever is the locker room leader, just getting everyone on the same page because every match, mid card to uh, to top card, just absolutely nailed it. So if you have not watched Double or Nothing, find a way to get it. I'm sure you can do it. You can probably still rent it on Sling. It's a bit of a pricey meatball. It was fifty dollars to rent, but you know. Where I mean, look, if you're not going out and and you're and you're saving a little money or you're on unemployment like myself, sure. Treat yourself to those 50 bucks because it is worth it. Absolutely. Uh, just to enjoy it. Absolutely. I mean, Let the government just, foot just, the bill. You're just getting, just doing it once. It's just once. You can, it'll be fine. You're, you're already, you're already going through enough right now. And you Treat know yourself. what? I definitely didn't waste as much money as last year as Double or Nothing because it wasn't at a casino and <laughs> I could not, not get buying it. buying a ticket to the show. <laughs> it is worth the price of admission. All right. Well, as I've been teasing just a bit, we are bringing back a segment to conclude our episodes. Back by popular demand, Match from the Past. This week's match from the past is going to star Hannah Kimura. Uh, she passed away at 22 years old. Uh, sadly, it was suicide because of bullying online. This is what she wrote. She wrote nearly 100 opinions every day. I couldn't deny that I was hurt. I'm dead. Thank you for giving me a mother. It was a life I wanted to be loved. Thank you to everyone who supported me. I love it. I'm weak. I'm sorry. I don't want to be alive anymore. It was a life I wanted to be loved. Thank you, everyone. I love you. Bye. Devastating uh, social media post from uh, yeah. Kimura. And another reminder that words do matter. And what you say online, it doesn't, it goes to people. Like, I think people you forget. Can, they. They see it. They see if you it. Want it. If you want a message to be seen by the person you're targeting it to, they will most likely see it. They will see it. And they are humans. And people get hurt. And especially in this case, it was over a reality show. A reality show feud where one of the male contestants washed Kimura's uh, wrestling outfit. Uh, one of the, I believe, one that she was wearing on Stardom, I believe. She, yeah, she, yeah. The gear that she that was washed and shrunk and, and like shrunk. forever ruined, uh, was the same gear that she wore at the Tokyo Dome, mm. uh, this past in 2020 in January, 
And that match was the first match that New Japan had ever had women wrestling in wow. the Tokyo Dome. Like, this was a legendary, she was part of history. Yeah, she would like to keep that. That seems like yeah. something you might want to, you know, put behind uh, put behind some glass and hang on the wall one, one of these days, That's you know? That's the significance of her outburst. So she lost her shit. Right. She knocked the guy's hat off. Who gives uh, a fans shit? Fans took, yep. yeah. Fans took the guy's side and targeted her. She was also being targeted before some of this for just for her uh, stature, just for her build. She's not a dainty Japanese, typical Japanese woman where right. small frame. She's muscular. She's got, she's a wrestler. Yeah. Um, and she's, and she, I mean, she's in, in America, she's an average athletic build. Um, so there's nothing, you know, there's, there's nothing. I, I don't know. It, it's just very unfortunate how, yeah. Everything uh, unfolded. Absolutely devastating. Um, so, again, just a reminder out there, um, just try to be kind to people online. You know, these younger people, too. I mean, obviously, we've all gone through it, but I just feel like younger people have a harder time many in many ways disconnecting um, because everything is so intertwined with social yeah. media and they grew up with it. To me, Twitter is still like, When's it gonna go away? Like I remember, yeah. I I was what? what I when did MySpace. the freaking when did the freaking smartphone come out? Two thousand seven. Like I was already twenty five, twenty six. Like I had a whole life yeah. uh, before any of this stuff. And so we just have to we just have to remember, uh, Miss Kamira, Hannah Kamira, on this day, um, we shall remember her with match. From the past, Katie, what are we going to listen to? We are going to listen to a match that I was actually at, which oh. I'm excited, and I didn't realize. It, this match is from the G1 Supercard in 2019. Uh, really big deal. Awesome. New Japan's first uh, first American uh, match during WrestleMania weekend. It was split with the Ring of Honor card, so this is the Women of Honor and Stardom Wrestlers. And this was the dark match, the pre-show match before the actual show. Awesome. Hana uh, is in it, and she has like she. This match it's on it's on YouTube. You can see it if you want to Google it. You can. Um, it's a fucking good match. And just rewatching this match reminded me how good Stardom wrestlers are and how often they're forgotten. Um, they're just it's just such a great match. It's so fun. Such good story. It's Hell short. Yeah. It's like maybe a 10-minute match. Um, so that's what we're going to listen to. All right, let's do it. Match from the past. She looks like she was in a way to tie now. Very colorful, this bright spirit, Hanakamura, taking off the head of Hazuki. Did you notice how Hana was kind of calling the shots too, telling Stella oh, to take down the other team. Cover. Two. And just a two and a half there. Wow, she comes flying with those huge boots. That hair color. Ooh. And one of the youngest competitors in Women of Honor history is Hana Kamura. As is Suzuki, excuse me, and Stella Gray making the most of her Madison Square Garden debut. Kevin, do you understand that now? Yes, of course I do. Saying it's over, front face lock, looking for a brain buster. Will she get it? No, counter. Instead, has the guillotine choke in. But I can't tell who has the advantage here. Hana with a choke of her own. Yeah, it, it looks like she's got to move Hana's left arm possibly over and away from her neck. That was Hazuki. 
Both women grappling for position. The strength of Hana. And Hana brings Suzuki up and down with a big vertical suplex. Hooks the leg. Two. And oh, just the two count. And Kevin, this is Colt and I's first time in the garden together. You've been here many times. Can, can you speak to the nerves of being in this building with this electricity that's going on? Everybody's feeling it today, no doubt about it. And now these, well, everything looked good. Then it looked bad, and now it's looking good. We might have a submission here. Oh, the tide has turned indeed. Hana Kimura, really the, the impetus of change there, the catalyst. And All right, there it was. Hana Kimura, uh, rest in peace, um, and what an incredible career she would have had. That's what's so sad, is ah. not knowing how amazing she was going to be, as she was already amazing. And another legacy, her mom was in the business, so you know she was going big, big places. The sky was not even the limit. The, the galaxy was the limit. Uh, yeah, so there she, had, you go. she definitely had a. She was so talented. She definitely had a bright future, and I know that Stardom was putting, investing a lot in her. So it's just a, it's a heartbreaking story. Absolutely. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening to this week's kind of fun. We will keep you updated on the, uh, I don't know, the most fun wrestling news that you need to know for the week. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll always, we'll always be talking because wrestling ain't never gonna stop because. They're maniacs, and they refuse to retire. And carnies. even if it's just they're... a bunch of carnies, <laughs> the carny gets a bad rap. I like a carny more than a dentist. I, I, I'm going to say that oh, right now. Fascinating. They're both well, sort of teeth related businesses. You can probably get a carny dentist if you really want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 